Very good defense. Lead pass. Whoa! Oh, oh, stop it! Stop it! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, baby moms and baby dads all over the damn world, mm-hmm. welcome to a new and another episode of Take It to the Rim podcast with myself, Rods, aka Luca for three, <laughs> four times, <laughs> Clutch, aka SGA, top 10. Yeah, I said it. AKA. Darvinham needs to stay away. <laughs> AKA, I don't know about the Clippers yet. Yay. To the right, I've got Clipper Cam in the building. What's good, what's good? And to the left, we have LA Jules. Who does it like that? Everyone just does Bray, it like Bray. that. Yeah. Bray's that. Like that. Nah. But no, but what were you, what were you doing? You're yeah. throwing up a set. Yes. <laughs> You're throwing yeah, up bro. a yeah, yeah, set. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the Darwin Ham effect. <laughs> 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 Bit confused, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, the NBA season has started. Week yes. one is down. Yes, yes, yes. There were a lot of games. Mm. A lot of games, a lot of struggles, a lot of wins. You know, a lot of confusion, a lot of, hmm, is he going to be good? We don't know. Early days. <laughs> uh, you guys know who I'm talking about. <laughs> but, um, we're going to go through a few games. Uh, well, we're going to go through yeah, three games through week one. Um, review them, see exactly what we uh, have seen in the first few games, in the first few weeks of the season. And um, just to start it off, there's one thing I've got to say. Um, you see this Darwin Ham guy I feel like he's a terrorist because how can a coach blow up their team like this mm. it just doesn't make any sense like even the game the other day against the Kings is like okay Rui and Christian Wood now Rui gets the offense go in, hits two threes and a jumper. What's his reward? Benched. No fourth quarter minutes. Damn. Christian Wood was playing well. Rebounds, scoring, everything. What's his results? Bench in the second half. No OT action. So how on earth does it make sense to bench two guys who are who are literally creating the offensive rhythm of the team mm. with LeBron? With AD, but yet they don't see no action. But you have flipping D'Angelo Lowlife in the backcourt for the whole game. No, he fucking sucks. It's not that bad. No, he sucks. No, he's shit. There's there's another guard on the team that's been worse than him. Yes, yes. Gabriel Arsent. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Worse than Arsent. But D'Lo issues there. They're issues. And talking about Lakers issues, the first game, LA versus Denver. Now, LA, you got to take that personal. They swept you. It hurts. Mm. Four games. You have to come out and slap these guys in the mouth and say, you know, and they were talking smack about you guys as well, constantly. And you go out like that. And it's just one of those things, yeah, where, so apparently LeBron's minutes are capped to 28 to 30 minutes. He had like a plus seven when he was on the court, minus 21 when he was off the court. 
same <laughs> same the things. Team yeah? Had a plus seven. Yeah. yeah, team had a plus seven. But it's like he got the lead down from I think it was about like eleven or twelve down to four mm. with him on the court. What does Darvinham do? Yeah, sub him off. Why would you do that? He's got a rhythm with the offense. He's he's got it going. The team's got it going. But it's like no, Darvinham's like no. Let me disrupt this and do something different. And then what happens? Blowout. The the I understand everything you're saying. I I don't really disagree. To be honest, I think the Lakers came out. Do you know what was weird as well? To start the the game, it wasn't bad. It wasn't like I'd say the first quarter or so it was don't worry the Nuggets like started going on our own very very early in the game but like you guys didn't look you know anemic you didn't look like you were completely lacking but but your boy day to day your boy day to day terrible half by half bro my man zero points in the second half like and I know I was speaking to my brother about this he's like oh it's only game one no no like when when it's the team that swept us yeah it There's was no, hurting me yeah. watching. Was obviously like, this is the first time it's their first game um, since obviously they are champions. They had their ring ceremony, big up them, whatever. But for us to be swept, got swept to this team is a perfect opportunity to come in their building and put a dampener on them and say, you know what, you might have got your rings tonight, but there's there's a team here. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if you don't put the same energy you put towards the back end of last season, do you know what I mean? But it's the way they started. Uh, the Nuggets started um, well, the end of the first quarter well. We started all right. End of the first quarter, it was just Jokic was getting in his bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could see the offensive rhythm that they had from last season was starting to come into shape. Um, they had like Murray making shots, Gordon making shots. Everyone was really chipping in here and then, and we weren't, we weren't able to get anything in the offensive end. But what was annoying me, which I started to see a bit more in the second quarter, was we just started to play more of our game. In the first I said the first four or five minutes, we were all right. Then we just kind of capitulated. And I don't know why if Dar- under Darwin Hamby do this a lot. Like, we capitulate, then we come back. We capitulate. It's not quite a steady game, do you know what I mean? Where it's like the offense is steady. All right, you're making two or three shots. Then you, But it's like, we'll, we'll go like four minutes scoring one bucket. And I don't understand mm. why. And it's the def- the rotations when he makes his timeouts. It's all very that's, like... That's the biggest top problem. For yeah, and I, I feel well. it's a consistent thing. Like, in game one, or our game one, against the Nuggets we um, Darwin Ham like you rightly said pulled out LeBron it was seven minutes to go or so when it was a four point game I think you brought him back in maybe like two or three minutes to go too late this game was done but he's they, they said he's on a minutes restriction though right he so is, that was that was always going to be the plan however right? in game two against Phoenix he played 35 minutes mm. and he won the game but then again in the latter stages it wasn't the most flattering win because obviously Bradley Bill and Booker weren't there I know yeah. we're skipping games but Bradley Bill and Booker weren't there um, and we got it done, but LeBron has to play big minutes. Being in year, thir- year sorry, 21, it's, it, it, you can't... And obviously, I know it's, it's really early sense. season, but it's a lot. No, but it's what, it's, it's the thing is, yeah, you have to set the tone because this is what pisses me off as well. Anthony Davis, he's, he's really, really jarring me. Like, st- stop making comments and just do. Stop talking and just do. Mm. Mm. This, this is one thing that he stopped doing because at the end of the season, oh, I plan to play all 82 games. Oh, I'm, I've got to step up so that there's no toll on LeBron. Da-da-da, like change the narrative. You're saying all this stuff. Game one happens, first half, cool. Second half, you blow to shit. What's going on? What, what is this? Zero points. Like, and the first half was all, it's like defensively, 
you still had Jokic balanced like he was blocking Jokic, defending well, all these things. Grant, obviously, second chance points happening because rebounding was an issue. And I'm just like, wait, but why did... And the thing is, on top of that as well, yeah, the Nuggets are a big team. That's why I didn't agree the lineup, yeah? And all I'm gonna, all one thing I'm going to say is, yeah, this Reeves sanity has ended. I, I don't care if it's the first three games... I don't. I don't know about dude. Reeves, what? What's the issue with Austin Reeves? He, well, he sucks, man. He's. I don't know. He's this. He's not coming out the gate like he should be in it. But what I'm saying is that Nuggets are a big team. So for me, I don't know why they brought the team that they did to the Nuggets. That like Grant, okay, Torin Prince, he was hitting shots. Mm-hmm. But I personally, for me, because you're going against Denver Nuggets, who are a big team, I would have had. Anthony Davis, Rui, LeBron, Torian Prince, and D'Lo. Why Rui? Hmm? Why Rui? Rui shown, especially even in against the, the Nuggets last season, that mm. he was an issue. He was a problem. He Because when he was the help defender on Jokic, it worked. It, it helped them. I'm not saying it took Jokic out of the game, but it slowed him down dramatically. It limited a lot of second chance points. And if you see the way AD defended Jokic early on as well, mm. he was getting a lot of those second chance points rebounds where that's when Rui intercepted. On top of that, and you'll have, it'll be bigger defensively where Rui guarding MPJ is... I'm not saying it's favourable to Reed, but mm. I'd rather have that. And then we know when it comes to the offensive side, he's a strong guy who is bumping through MPJ. And let me not say MPJ is a weak and small guy, but he can do that against MPJ. And even Aaron Gordon, especially as he hits jumpers as well, he hustles like, you want to go machine for machine, as, you know what I mean? That's <laughs> what <laughs> I would say. You have to go machine. You have to go machine for machine. And it's like, that, that would have been a better lineup because... Like I said, it would have limited the. Because do you know how many second chance points Denver Nuggets had? It was um, it was bad, it was bad, and it's like you're gonna limit those rebounds. You get more defensive rebounds because they had LeBron guarding Gordon, but Gordon's like, okay, cool. I'm gonna chill out here so that Bron can't help on the rebounds anyway. So to take him out, who else is gonna be touring Prince ain't going to? The thing is, the Lakers won the rebound battle for the whole game. The Lakers won the rebound battle. But the, the, okay, yeah. But the thing is. The second chance points, mm. you, you limit, even when second chance points happens, that still counts. On top of that, offensively, that's where it hurt because, yes, it's even if they got more rebounds, on the other end, it didn't amount to anything. Mm. That's the thing. Where I think, re, especially re in transition, problem. Problem always. So, I I think that they should have gone a bit bigger with the lineup, and then they should have had Reeves... Um, Woods and all the guys off the bench to then go against their second unit where they're a bit more experienced or they're a bit more polished to go against that second unit so that you can put a beat down there so then when the stars come in they have to fight their way back and make an uphill battle like what Nuggets did mm. to the Lakers so I, just, I, I didn't like that I just, I just think it's difficult to like I'm I, I don't think Darvin Hearn's got the right rotations I, I agree with what Jules said from the beginning I think it's difficult to identify exactly how you beat this Denver Nuggets team because as we saw in the playoffs, no one had the formula to do it. So, I, I don't... But a lot I, of the teams they faced were small. Okay. They, they were the best team. They, but, but, the but, champions for a reason. By, by far, by, they were by far the best team in the playoffs as well. Yeah. Like They didn't really have downs. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the teams that went through the playoffs, you look at teams like the Heat, they had ups and downs. Mm. So it said ups and downs. You look in the Western Conference, no one was really even challenging them like that. Um, I think... 
with with the Nuggets, I think the only way in my head that you could potentially beat them is if you take away his Jokic's options. I don't think you can stop Jokic. The guy had a triple double, yeah. and it wasn't a light triple double either. You know, twenty nine point triple double. Twenty nine for after riding horses. Eleven yeah, after 11. riding horses the whole off season. Bro, this this one said people people saying they didn't think he touched the basketball all, all summer. And he might not have in it, but at the end of the day, he came to play in it. I think there's no. I I just don't think there's anyone that's really capable of really stopping this guy because. You put you put a big that's strong enough to to you know um, stop him from posting up on them, and the guy's one looking to pass, and two he's a lot more skill skilled and agile than a lot of the bigs that would be strong enough to stop him anyway. You go the other way and he's completely overpowering them, and still like his 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 probably his best ability is the fact that he's able to pass in any situation, and I think that's why you have to maybe concentrate a bit more on his teammates because I think. I think last year, because Jamal Murray was coming off injury, people weren't 100% certain what kind of Jamal Murray you're going to get. Mm-hmm. But I think the second the playoffs started, it was established that guy was near enough 100%, if not 110. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he was, he was ready. He was um, capable of carrying, you know, the the scoring responsibility on that team as well. Um, and he did it. And I think even to start game one as well, like I thought, I really forgot how good of a three point shooter he was as well. Like in, in I forgot how good of a shot creator he was. Because Durant, he can he can spot up as well, but his ability to just take guys off the dribble is is still very impressive, and he's not scared to uh, finish at the basket as well. You know, he's mm-hmm. not settling for threes the whole game. Um, but not only that, Michael Porter Jr. had twelve rebounds. Aaron Gordon chipped in with fifteen. KCP, who we haven't said anything, mm-hmm. he had twenty one, I believe, or twenty. Mm. You know, like I think the Nuggets killed them the same way they killed them in the playoffs as well. It was a well rounded. It was a well rounded team effort and the Lakers didn't do any one thing defensively well and I think like I said that in my head that one of the only ways you could really stop that team is to cut off you know one the the other the other players from at least having the kind of games they had because you're not beating them if you've got multiple guys on that team having 20 points no the other guys chipping this, in with teams this is what I'm saying though because Jamal Murray had dealer in a body bag mm. and then KCP was making shots he was taking Rees for idiot. That's the thing. Whereas mm-hmm. now you put a more physically better defender in Torian Prince on KCP, at least there. And then Aaron Gordon um, and MPJ, one of those, at least now if you have LeBron on one of them and mm-hmm. Rui on the other, mm-hmm. who is a good defender as well, you then start to kind of slice these options down a bit. I'm not saying... Like Murray's gonna go, and I'm not saying KCP won't hit yeah. shots, but it's gonna be a bit more difficult. You're gonna still have someone more active like Rui on Michael Porter Jr. Whereas like now you're not just gonna catch the ball and shoot over and everything. Like you're gonna have to work for this now. Or if you go or you swing over Tyron Gordon who's shipping, you're gonna have to work for this now. This is gonna be a battle. These are the things where it's gonna help. You're gonna start to slice out the teammates a bit more. Whereas like okay, Jokic, you have to create something mad, and 50 percent of the time he's probably gonna make the shot, but you start to slice away. Whereas like, okay. Now you have to try and because Jamal Murray like that and this is this is what I'm saying like there was being very physical with Jamal Murray, mm-hmm. which was good, but then it was too physical where they was getting called for fouls, so that's where the issue is. And when Dilo tried to do it, it's like that ain't it, bro. Like obviously it's like yeah, Derek White's my inspiration, the deserve how he's in. Derek White, yeah, he's a good defender and he's physical, he's clean with it. Dilo, you've now decided overnight, okay, I'm gonna really be a defender like Derek White. You showed your ass, nothing there, pause. He's like, fam, come on, what's going on? 
What's going on here? I think just to wrap up um, and just quickly highlight the other two games, because obviously I don't want us going back into mm. the Lakers. We're obviously one and two now. Um, we lost last night in OT to the Kings, which was a really, really entertaining game. Um, again, LeBron was clutch, uh, made a really um, clutch layup to tie the game, to take it to overtime. So there is that people might have questioned what LeBron might come into the season being in year 21, whatever. Obviously the oldest player in the league can, now. Can, can we just say how ridiculous, like he's still one of the fastest players with like the, with, like with, with the ball. I, I, and athletic. Yeah. Of course, but like even then, like his vertical's not as crazy as it used to be, even though he can still like, you know, he, he's still jumping with the best of them. But like, I'm talking about him getting a rebound and running the, running the length of the court is ridiculous Stupid. still, bro. Mm. Like, I don't want to you know double back too much, but even in that Nuggets game, his he he was he was keeping you guys alive with transition buckets, which you weren't really getting outside of him. Exactly. And he he thought it wasn't even a situation where it was a long rebound. The guy was getting re- and just running past everyone else on the team. Literally the LeBron train, literally just barging past people, he's getting to the rim. But I think with him, like he's dropped 21, 21 and twenty seven. Mm-hmm. He will still be. He's the greatest player of all time to be at his age doing what he's doing. He doesn't look a shade off. A lot of people at his age, a lot of other fellow superstars are nowhere near that level. So I think with him, you've got a chance. The only way this team will be a team that can contend, it just depends on Anthony Davis. As simple as that. As much as we've got other pieces in the rotation that gave Vincent not playing well right mm. now, and you might look at other guys that like Prince is kind of coming, but he's not really showing his defensive side, hit a couple threes. It's three games in, but... I feel the team outside of those two will develop, but it mainly stems on AD. It's his team. If he goes games like really? he did in Denver, <laughs> boy, we ain't going to win nothing because end of the day, you can't go one half getting 17 points, other half is zero but and then, expect to win a game. But then if you get Phoenix AD... Yeah, if you get Phoenix AD where you drop 30... Yeah, I think you had 30 and tw- 12. Or? Let me go to that game. This is so what I'm saying. 20. AD is the McDonald's milkshake. When it works, it's great. Fam. When it doesn't... But sometimes you go McDonald's... You know, now and again, too often that machine ain't working. Ain't anymore. working, yeah, and it's like, yo, too what's often. going on? And that's that's Might it. Have to go somewhere else. Yeah, because that game he got thirty points, twelve rebounds, mm-hmm. and three blocks. That's 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 the AD we need. If we're gonna compete, challenge at the best, at the highest level, and we need that from him. A real question has to be though, like, do you expect to get that the AD you just said often? Because I think at this point you have to manage your expectations. Like the guy's shown you what he can be. He's shown you what he is most of the time as well. Like, I get he has great potential. I don't know if you can say it anymore because it's his days. But, you know, he's he's still a great player. I don't think he's going to be top five just because, like, of his inconsistencies. However, season average, he's going to give you between 23 and 25 a season, between mm, 10 and 12 a season as well on rebounds. Like, and probably one or two blocks a game as well. I just think maybe, you know... As nice as it would have been for you to get the AD that you'd hoped he would have been, this is just what it is, you know? Yeah, legit. He's going to be hot and cold, you know, very similar to Bruno Fernandes. You know, sometimes he shows up, sometimes he doesn't. And when he doesn't, it's going to really hurt you. And when he does, you guys are going to look like one of the best teams in the league. Yeah, and I think if you get the Pelicans AD, because I, I believe mm-hmm. there's not many teams that could really, there's about, yeah, two or three teams in the West that can compete with us in terms of that level. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of work to be done. It's early in the season, but. Yeah, let's see what happens. Um, so moving on to another game, Phoenix and Golden State. Mm. Now Phoenix, Bradley Bill still yet to make his debut. A bit shaky there. Devin Booker has been out recently in a few games as well. Um, bit shaky there, but 
against the Golden State Warriors, Devin Booker came, saw, conquered, delivered, and took went home, took a bath, and relaxed. Because that was the battle of the bucket getters, man. Literally, he he, he literally just sliced on what he had. I think he had thirty two points, mm-hmm. I, I believe. Yeah, 32, 32, 6 and eight. But the, I think light work. I think with one with one thing that I took away from that was that KD don't have to be his best for that team to win. If 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 he's got Booker there, because. I think Devin Booker showed us all that. I think he he wants to be the best player on that team. Yeah. I don't know if he I, I I don't know if he is. However, it's difficult to say he isn't when he's dropping thirty two eight and six and KD had a very tough game eighteen and ten. You know, like um, with Devin Booker now being the point guard as well, the ball handler on that team, he's gonna get a lot more shots than he did before, which is hard to believe. But I think going forward, you kind of have to look at him as. Maybe not the closer, but I feel like he's going to be number one. If you look at the shot charts, he'll be taking 22 to 25 a game. KD will probably have between 18 and 20 a game. And I, th- I don't think KD has a problem with that. We know what kind of player KD is. Yeah. He's okay with not being, you know, the 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 headline player. I think he prefers not to be the headline player, if I'm honest. And I think Devin Booker's at that point in his career, 27, 26, 27 years old now. Mm-hmm. I think he's just ready to take that step and just be say. Like, what Phoenix was his team before all these guys got their bare mind as well. Yeah. You know, he's not it's, he's not new to this, so I think now he's just getting more of an opportunity to showcase it and probably make deeper playoff runs as well. Um, but Book Booker's, I I don't know if Booker's even gotten better than than like last year because Booker was good last year. I think he a bit defensively he's more committed. Maybe maybe that's what it is, and obviously he's playing a slightly different position, playing the one as opposed to playing the two. You know, going from being off the ball to on the ball all the time now. But I just looking at his offensive game, I'm struck. Like when he can really get to any 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 um, any spot on the on the floor, and he's really prepared to take a shot from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And he's confident he's going to make him as well because fundamentally he's he's sound, man. Like do you, do you guys really see like flaws in his offensive game? Fair mind, you, like bear in mind defense. Yeah, he probably does have a have a few. But offensively, I'm really struggling to see it. No, I think I think offensively. He's sharpened his tools and he's just like, you know what, I'm going to get to my spots and take advantage. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to force it. If the defence give me space for free or mm. I, and I got that space for free, I'm going to take it. If not, pull up mid-range, stop and put mid-range, fade away post-game. Like He sharpened all his tools so that no matter where you leave me on the floor, I can score from here. You leave me in the corner, I will take this shot, contest this step back, boom, or... If it's like, okay, I've got a guard in me who, okay, I've got enough strength to physically overcome. He's got a post-game. Form post-game, I'll go in there. Like, no matter what position you put him on the floor, he's going to attack you everywhere. And that's what he's aimed to become so that it's a problem where it's like, nowhere is safe with Devin Booker. And you want that because then him playing the one is going to be even better because now he's going to open his eyes to vision on the floor now where, okay, a double's come or, okay, someone's cut, Nurkic is cut screen off screen roll or okay Nurkic just cut trailer's gone now followed him oh KD's mm. opened it or someone else open built like it's gonna open up his game even more playing the one because now it's like not only can I score anywhere but I can also create from all these angles as well now that makes him even more better. so once I see a bit more of that then I can say he's improved more there where he can also now score and get others to score as equally efficient as him as well. Is is he hands down the best two guard in the league right now? 
Not hands down. I think you've got to look at. There's a lot of others. No, I think you're gonna put him. You'll probably put him hands down. And the thing is, what number two? What two guard in the league is better than Devin Booker? It depends. Like similarly, like what you cast Luca as. Lucas a one, no, and it's SJ. It's SJ a one or two. He plays the two in it because obviously Giddy's number one. No, he's, so he's one. been recently been playing the one and Giddy's no, been playing the two. That man alternate between it. So that's way. the thing is like I but, don't but, know if wait, I class. Who would you rather have? What Shay? Shay or, or Devin Booker? I think Shay is just because Ronnie said in the in the intro what SJ top ten. Yeah, I think he is. I, I think I'll take Shea. Shea is top you take Shea over Devin Booker? It's crazy because I think it's crazy. Mm. I would. It's mad because especially the game that he recently had, but it's just one. It's one of the ones where it's like. No, SGA last season was it. Get in the comments. I want to hear what people have to say. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a tough one. Like it sounds silly to say I haven't thought about it, but I really haven't thought about about comparing them two to each other at all. But I think Devin Booker is the best shooting guard in this league right now. I think right now you'll put him. You're gonna put him up there no matter what. And maybe it won't stay as a shooting guard because, like I said, he's been playing. He's playing the one this year, like yeah. they've said. But and just to chime in, to see obviously what you guys were saying about uh, like the stat game, especially obviously it was nice for KD to finally go back, which I can't believe um, his first game back in it. it was his first game back in Golden State since he left, which is wild. Um, Weird, isn't it? Yeah. However, obviously you're looking at how um, that game transpired. Like it was weird even seeing like Booker playing the one. Mm. Like, I saw him post up Steph, which I've just obviously that like, that can happen in the frame of a game. But now being a point guard, that's why I feel he have a lot of favorable matchups because not a, there's not a lot of elite defending point guards in the league. And I feel Booker's skill set and the way he plays and obviously he's got that kind of the height leverage because a lot of the point guards average heights mm. are a little bit lower um, than, than obviously being a two guard mm. but you get more lengthy guys guys that kind of switch from the three into the two so it's a bit trickier but I feel being now the point guard and I feel you'll see it more when Bill's there uh, when he's actually running those sets and it's him and Bill and KD this team are a big problem like, I think they went into the final quarter being six down away at Golden State turned it around and yeah they ended up scoring 10 points more than Golden State I think mm-hmm. you're looking at a team that are very very dangerous when healthy um, I think Nurkic has come in and you can clearly see the upgrade he has for the way this team plays in comparison mm-hmm. to Yondre Ayton like the cuts he makes the way he's a, his ability to shoot he's a bit more of a versatile um, player he can actually make great plays as well which something Yondre Ayton couldn't really pass like he didn't have that vision to make it I feel this team is a good team when healthy and potentially with a, a, a long, like if they get to the end of the season healthy, could be our contender anyway, but could be the team that wins it all. What, what, um, what I found was that with them now having Nurkic, they kind of have a guy who, and I'm not saying he's guaranteed to do this, but mm-hmm. they have a legit, a guy who's an actual rebounding threat that yeah. doesn't warrant, like they're, they're not going to run off it for him. Unless he has a mismatch, they're not going to run offense for him. But I think it's... I'm trying to think of a way to say this. It's like when they had Aiton, I felt like they felt obliged to run a couple sets for him, a couple plays for him, you know, to get him going because they wanted him to be that kind of guy offensively. The, I think if Aiton was there now, they probably wouldn't even... I don't know if there will be a discussion or what, but he would have to be okay with the fact that the other three guys are better offensively than you. Yeah. 
Whereas Nurkic, that's not a conversation. I don't think he cares necessarily about that. He's going to get his buckets whenever he can on putbacks and and dump, dump, dump offs are probably the easiest thing. When Booker or Bill, we saw it as well in um, preseason where where Bill dro- drove to the basket, got all the attention, little wraparound pass to Nurkic for um, for, for an easy um, for an easy dunk. Like we we know we know what it's going to be for him, and I think that's he's going to be okay with getting his points like that as well. What I kind of looked at was what what were the Warriors doing? Mm. Because there was a lot of conversation, a lot of talk about what does it mean for them to now Chris Paul? Is Chris Paul going to be the dedicated leader of the second unit? And he came out and, and started. And I mean, yes, he started because Draymond was yeah he was injured, was yeah. injured but it's looking like a lot of his minutes for now mm. anyway, and it might change because I've seen people talking shit about about stuff saying that they're reading into what Steph's been saying that, you know, I think for now he's going to be doing it, but I don't know if it makes a lot of sense for him to be doing it because his pace is completely different to what Golden State are used to. Golden State, and even though they're, they're an older team, Steph, everyone knows, Steph's one of the, in yeah, some of the best shape that yeah, anyone anyone's in the league. He's, he's ready to run for the whole game if he has to, isn't it? And I just feel like with Chris Paul at times, and I can see he's trying to adopt, ad- adapt to their kind of style of play, but it's just not working as much, man. Like, I think he str- he struggles to get the ball up in less than six seconds <laughs> from 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 a rebound or anything like that. And he's not instantly looking to make a play like that straight away. I think he's always trying to wait for things to develop. And I just think going forward, I mean, someone said that Steph Curry was talking about how you know they need to get used to playing with each other, and some people need to you know try a bit harder or whatever. I think I think people just read into things. I think he's too much of a pro, a professional to kind of say stuff like that. But I found it very interesting to see this Warriors team in their kind of new shape. Yeah, it looks a bit weird, but it is weird. It's just have to just wait because when they they usually have these things where they need to adjust, but once they find that adjustment and they tune themselves, they get a rhythm going. But like I say, I don't know how it will look with Chris Paul, Steph, Clay, Draymond, Looney, like. How is that gonna look? Because wigs, yeah. Well, wigs—that's the thing. Like, someone's going to the bench, and it. Yeah, it's, it's the and it's gonna be. It's yeah, and right now it's gonna be that crystal cup. And visible. to be honest, rightfully so, it needs because he's gonna with that starter team. Even if Draymond Draymond gets the ball, he's pushing the pace. He ain't slowing down because you know Wiggins is gonna run. You know Clay's gonna run Spafford from the free. You know Steph Curry's gonna go. Like that's the thing. Whereas Chris Paul, if the ball goes to him, it's like. Everyone's down there, and he's like, "Yo, would you need in Halo or something?" Like, come on, man, keep this. This. I think just to chime into what you guys are saying, I think being Chris Paul and Steph Curry are obviously point guards. Again, it's very rare to have two of like the top fifteen point guards of all time on the same squad at the exact same time. However, they're not. It's not like one of them is a when Ben Simmons used to play the point, like a tall point guard, and what that like they're both very small. So I feel in terms of that height and in terms of like even they're both point guards. Like it's not like Steph can kind of transition. Steph is an unconventional yeah. point guard though. Yeah, he, he, is, he is. The majority but of Steph's of, of Steph's like prime, he's been playing off ball. He is. And that, that that's where it could work. But I just don't feel like Steph has always played the point guard. He is he can he knows how to run the sets and he can kind of work it. And I think the way Paul's kind of come in is obviously intervening with the sets and he's slowing it down, which you correctly use. I've seen it already. Mm, yeah. You're running the sets, you're seeing like Chris Paul holding on to it, Steph running like for a couple picks, 
and then Chris Paul's still holding on to it, but he should have released it by now. But yeah. if you know the system well enough, you know that ball has to be released by that time. He's gone around the second screen, do you know what I mean? But it's it's a techie yeah. one. Plus, it's, it's different because at the top is Chris Paul there. And yes, he has to get used to the system and get the ball off when he needs to. But the second time is different because usually it's Draymond there. And Draymond, that is saying, what's that, man? <laughs> I was like, mother, yeah. Right, cool. um, yeah, like it'll yeah. be Draymond there. The, it'll be, it'll, yeah, get off as a bit mad. Um, we should get the ball off. <laughs> <laughs> like it'll be Draymond at the top of the key, and it's like, even if you know the double screen they happen to recover, what's gonna happen? It's gonna be a handoff with Draymond and Curry, and Draymond's still gonna give a good screen roll going through. Where, where's Chris Paul? That ain't happening. So, let me ask you boys a question then. So, what went right in game two? Obviously, game one, they lost, um, as we said, to the mm-hmm. Suns at home. Game two was a rematch of the playoff series against the Kings. Um, obviously, they were away. They just made shots, man, Steph Curry. I don't know, but Steph had 41. I think that's what we're right, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Like, I think, one, Chris Paul, I think Chris Paul, regardless of whether he comes off the bench or starts, is going to still get the same number of assists he's been getting for his career because that's just kind of kind of guy he is. He's always going to find the open man when he is open. But I think you also um, take into account that Steph just had a much better game, and he didn't have a bad game. He had a good game in the first in 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 the first game against Phoenix. But he had forty one in this one. But not only that, I think other guys were contributing as well. Like you look at twelve off the bench from Kaminga, ten off the bench from Moody as well, mm. who both have been playing a lot more minutes than mm. than they probably have been in the past. And I, you can tell they're going to be big parts of this team going forward. Um, what shocked me the most is that they won this game and that the one guy had twelve rebounds. The next highest person who had in rebounds was five. Like I, 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 I'm kind of, I'm kind of shocked by that. And you know, I feel like you could look at you could look at Sacramento's box score and say Sacramento had a very similar game. Like one guy had a really, really g- good game. Then he had a couple of other guys. Like Sabonis had eight, nineteen, and eighteen, and seven. Mm. Like that's a really good game as well. You kind of think looking at a box score alone, you kind of assume, oh yeah, Sacramento probably ran away with this, but. They, they just didn't seem to be able to get it done. And I think when it comes down to it, one, one team has Steph Curry, the other one doesn't. But also, like, the Warriors are just a bit more seasoned at the end of the day. I mean, bar a couple of guys, I mean, how many guys? Peyton was there, Moody was there, Kaminga was there, Steph, Looney, Wiggins and Thompson, all there for their championship Yeah, the, the difference in that game was the Kings had an off night from Herter. From Kevin Hurt, yeah, that's 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 where the difference really was. Like there was no contribution. It's, it's, the, it's the three pointers. I mean, like 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 you're saying. I mean, the King shot thirty percent from three. Yeah, he was. The Warriors shot forty three point eight. You're not. You're not. He was over no, five. Like I I think you see. I'm even kind of shocked looking at the percentages now. The fact that the Warriors shot forty three percent and it was still a eight point game is shocking because normally if they're shooting that that well, they they're normally hitting about twenty. Like yeah, to be yeah. honest, like it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous. Um. But yeah, like I said, I just think the Warriors were able to move the ball a bit better. You know, weren't doing as many isolation plays as Sacramento. And I think that's really kind of where they were able to do it. Um, but again, like, if you look at some of these numbers, I mean, Sacramento had more points in the paint, less turnovers, slightly less still, same amount of blocks. Assists, I mean, that's probably the biggest differential between all of it. But they out-rebounded them as well, like I said. But you look at that free-throw line as well, actually, that might be where they kind of lost this battle. Yeah. You need, you need to hit above, like, Golden State hit 85.7, they hit 69%. That is just, 
that's that's again the difference. It's you pooping, know, man. Uh, yeah. Their general field goal percentage wasn't great, to be honest. Mm. But when you're playing against Warriors, you need to be a bit better on form. And mm, they, I, I I still like the Kings, though, man. I think oh, they're, they, they're going to come back with the same energy they had last year as well. Yeah, uh, that's true. Um, moving on to day three. Uh, first things about Mavs versus Spurs. Mm. Uh, when Benyama day three. Hmm? Day three. Well, that was what that was. This is no, we even did day two. <laughs> no, we did. Did we not? No. Oh, sorry, day two. Sorry, my it was day the two. game was day yeah, two. Yeah, day two. Yeah, but yeah, Spurs and Mavs. I mean, Luca came in with a nice triple double, thirty three, ten, and thirteen, doing what Luca does. Um, it was quite. A, it was a good game for um, the Mavs offensively. I mean, thirty three from Luke again, twenty two from Kyrie, seventeen from Grant Williams, and off the bench, Hardaway seventeen, Lively sixteen, Josh Green eleven. Like you got a lot of contribution. Lively had a very good welcome to the NBA. Yeah, like sixteen and ten. Yeah, and yeah. like I mentioned with Nurkic before, like they're not going to run an offense for him, but all his points are going to come off putbacks. And dump offs, and that's what Lively was, and he brought a lot of energy to the to the game as well. Yeah, I think there were times in the game, and I'll be honest, like as much as Dallas won this game, you know I'm a big hater anyway. But as much as Dallas won this game, I was a bit disappointed at the fact of how close it was. Yeah, it was very close. And it, it defensively, should, it shouldn't have been this close, man. Defense, listen, Mavs have a defensive problem, and they're yet to continue just because Grant Williams can't guard everyone. You know, he can't. Okay. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. I mean, like. Bro, I don't know what he's going to do. Do you, not, do, you not feel, I, do you not feel like they were able to address... Um, or, there's a limit to how much this team can change because of, like, cap, cap problems and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But they, they made moves this, this summer. No, they did. It's just, like, for me, I will say Derek John Jr. has to do a better... Um, he has to do a better job defensively. What's your expectation of him though? Because I have, I have none. Do you have? Yeah, no, that, yeah, that he's, there's nothing. I, I'm you, not saying before, I'm not saying I have a high expectation, but he has the he has the athletic ability to be a yeah, good he, enough he's a twig, defender. Bro. He's a twig, fam. So he doesn't, he, and he's not capable of doing that. This, this is this is what gets me though, isn't it? Like, like this guy could be a it, it could be a good role player or whatever it is. But when you come to play for this for this team for some reason. The only the only good thing you can bring to the team is defense because they have offense sorted, right? Yeah. No, but, but I'm saying obviously even transition half like because for example, I mean he played eleven minutes. Yeah, he had one on one. Obviously not, not not nothing really to look at there. But I'm just like like people would say, looking needs help. Like this team needs help. He's got no, help. No, like, Lucas got, got help. He's got help. Yeah, he has help. It's just the issues that the Mavs have is defensive. That's it. Mm. Their team defense. Is the problem because, like I said, every game is close. This game against the Mavs, against the Nets, is all being close. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, great, one, lovely, loving it. But 82 games in a season, if they're all close, come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and then we get to playoffs, what's going to happen there? Mm-hmm. It's going to be very techy. So I think defensively, we just need to be better as a collective, just put in more effort sacrifice bodies more on the defensive side like that's what has to happen so I mean the main thing I mean I'm not going to overly criticise because they are 2-0 and and again they're away at San Antonio obviously it's a Texas rivalry showdown showdown. Um, obviously it was the first time in I think 20 plus years that there was no representative of any Texas team in the playoffs last year so they're looking at it obviously I don't really think Houston are really there but San Antonio Wemby, 
you started obviously really, really well in his first game, and he he dropped fifteen, yeah, fifteen, five, and two. But I think you, what I liked about the San Antonio Spurs, and not to really take too much away from the Mavs, was, was everyone is kind of able to get their own. Mm. Um, you got Kian Johnson on seventeen, Wemby had fifteen, Zach Collins had fourteen, Russell had twenty-three, Soshan had thirteen. These are the starters. Then you had Trey Jones, Trey Jones, um, the sixteen, and said he me with twelve. So like this is a good seven players with what twelve plus points, and I think that's a good solid base for the San Antonio Spurs. Obviously, who had a really bad season but ended up with Wemby, and it's a good basis and a good kind of team for Wemby to come in and they can develop together. So I just feel like watching that game. Mm. I mean, San Antonio kind of came out energetic, obviously. Um, it was Wemby's first game, if I'm right in saying, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it was a lot for him to prove, a lot for them to prove. And you could tell, obviously, they won their second game, but their first game, you could see they had that energy. And the Mavs kind of weren't ready for it, in my opinion, at some stages of that game, so which was the only disappointment. 100%. I think, um, from looking at the Spurs, I think the Spurs could be one of the best league pass teams this year. Like, they, they might not win 30 games, but they're going to be very entertaining to watch. And I'm not even talking about Wemby to be honest. Like Wemby had a had a had a pretty good first game, but he was quiet for pretty much the whole first half. Like he he um, he really turned up in the fourth quarter to be honest. Yeah, and that's what he's been doing a lot. I I, I, don't, I don't know. That might be a conversation that him and Pop need to have. Maybe it's the way his minutes are are done right now. But he doesn't seem as like I feel like when the clock starts getting closer and closer to zero, that's kind of when he starts doing a bit more. I'm not too sure, but like he's again, he still looks ridiculously um, skilled and definitely looks like he's, he's worth the number one pick. But um, for the Spurs right now, the, the guy that's really surprising me is Devin Vassell, to be oh, honest. I saw it last season, though. But like, the thing about him, I w- I'm not going to lie to you, I was not watching San Antonio last year. Because Nobody was. They were, they were on the job to get the number one pick. No, they were, but he was by far their mm. best, best player, like the way he was playing. They had no, no reason for anyone to watch them anyway, outside of like, and they're trying to watch the youth project. But he's come in this season and said, I'm going to be the number one guy on this team. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to be the number one scorer. I'm going to be the main like point of offense. Because... Even if Wemby were, came in and was great and had 20 a game, that's not enough for a team to really win games. So I think Vassell's going to be that guy that's, you know, I don't think he's going to get an all-star, but he'll be in an all, all-star conversation, definitely, if he can maintain a low to mid-20s um, yeah. a game as well. But also, he's, he's exciting to watch. He's a good shooter. Yeah, He's pretty athletic as well. And then um, Jeremy Sohan, shout out to the UK guy again. Mm-hmm. I think his game complements Wemby's a lot as well. Oh, and... Well. Huh? Not saying very well. Oh yeah, and I think with with his like kind of style of play as well, there it seems like Pop's playing at the three, which I'm not completely mad at. He needs to definitely inc- like develop his three point shot a bit, but he's getting better. He's better already than he was last year. But I think looking at the way that he's playing alongside Wemby, I think it allows Wemby to still when they put this lineup out, they're they're tall man like Vassell at the one, mm. um, Keldon Johnson at the t- at, at the two or the three, and then. He's kind of playing like a combo between. Then they got Sohan at the three, Wemby at the four, and then Zach Collins at the five. I think it allows Wemby to one, you know, be able to use his skill and not just be expected to post up the whole game. He doesn't spend much time in the paint, to be honest. Actually, yeah, no, but most yeah. of the time he's out on the perimeter, like we saw in preseason, where teams are actually going to have to go send out either a guard or a forward to go and defend him because he's out there. Um, so there's that, and they're also not allowing him to get beat up. 
um, in the paint as well. Like we said, like when the Joe and Beads, when the Jokic is coming to town, you know what they're going to be trying to do. Giannis <laughs> as well. Like we, it's, 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 it's no question. But I think they're making sure that he's in a, the best position possible to succeed, which is having him out on the perimeter and around like the mid-range area to do most of his dirt as well. But I think San Antonio are going to be entertaining to watch. Even if even if Wemby is, is putting up, I don't know, 18 and 8 and not 25 and, and 10, which I don't think anyone should expect from him because he's still a rookie regardless of how good he is. Yeah. Um, but going forward, definitely that's a team to watch. Also, like, like we saw it in preseason. And I'll say it again: this guy defensively is disgusting. When we like yeah, ridiculous, and and the 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 main reason I used to criticize Rudy Gobert, I feel like I'm going to be a hypocrite now because Rudy Gobert kind of just defended at the rim, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wemby's also still defending at the rim, but because of his length as well, it's kind of he's got he's got pogo stick badge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I saw, I saw Jabari Smith trying back. Which yeah, that was crazy. Shout out to Jabari Smith for trying it. Yeah. Tried to bang on him when we got the first block. Smith got the rebound, went up again. Thought Wemby would be nowhere to be found yeah. out of the play. Guy yeah. came out of nowhere again, another one. So I just feel like that's going to be a major difference for San Antonio this year, or so having a legit rim protector as well, and he's ready to run yeah, at all yeah, times, yeah. which which kind of bothers me a little bit. I think he needs to hang back and get some rebounds. Yeah, because well, you can't be seven four and be on five rebounds. But personally, like, that's ridiculous. But then, obviously, if you're using them in that transitional way, then yeah. But like, even on the perimeter, bro, it's crazy because it's like against the game against Golden State, mm. the way he was blocking threes, clays. I'm just like, this guy's ridiculous. Like, you put him anywhere and he's ready to defend. He's young. He's he's he's, he's mobile. Mm. So yeah, man. Like, Spurs got a, a good future to look to 100%. look at. In his second game, he had 21 and 12. Yeah. 31 minutes. Three blocks and three steals. Devin Vassell came in with 25, 3 and 2. Keldon Johnson had 24 and 4. Even Sohan had 14, 5 and 4. Like, they're, 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 in, a, they're in a good place. The only thing is, when it, like you can compare it to the game they had last night against the Clippers. Like, it wasn't competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They lost by 40. It was really bad. By halftime, it was like 25. I just... I, they're a young team, so I... Again, I don't have like crazy expectations of, of what they're gonna do. And again, they're they're coached by a great coach, so I'm sure they'll get it together. But when we didn't have a great like no one really had a good game on their team to be honest. Devin Vassell led the team in scoring with fourteen. Like any NBA nice. team that's scoring <laughs> but any NBA team that's scoring eighty three points nowadays is most likely gonna get blown up because the other team is definitely not gonna do the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no one in the Clippers had a great game. Like Kawhi had Kawhi led the led the whole game scoring with twenty one. You know? We we rested we none of our guys played over twenty eight minutes. Okay. So, so yeah, the Spurs got something good to look forward to, obviously. 100%. You know, Coke, Pep, uh, put, you know, Pop will, you know, put it together somehow. So It's a good transition you made into the Clippers, actually. Um, hmm. about last night. So what, how, what are your thoughts on the season okay. so far? So obviously, I'm not going to go crazy because we lost to Utah. We lost to Utah. And the possession, <laughs> the nature in which we lost to Utah was very embarrassing. <laughs> because we had time we had time to get a good shot. That's true. What bothered me the most is that PG, I think, had 32 in that game. And I'd, in, in you you watched that whole final like sequence back. He didn't, he, he didn't touch the ball once in that, in that final sequence. Yeah. And you know he didn't touch the ball yeah, once. Kawhi went to take that final shot. Yeah, and I personally think that it should have been Paul George. It should have been because... It, because he had the hot, hot hand. He had the hot hand. However, I, you, you messaged me saying that Kawhi was bagless. 
Who? You called him bagless? No, I didn't. Who called him bagless? Someone else? No one called Kawhi bagless. Maybe it was on Twitter or someone. I no, in a group chat. Someone, I, thought, I thought it was you. Was it not you? No, I maybe didn't it was say Luke. Okay, maybe it was Luke. Whoa, one I, of you man called Kawhi bagless. I've never said Kawhi is bagless. Nah, I was saying. No, I wasn't impressed. However, he looked bagless there. That was really bad. That was Jalen Brown-esque. Like, <laughs> like he, wow. he struggled to get a shot off. He, I think still I'm trying to give him time to, you know, get back to his superstar level yeah, that he was once at but he had no explosive whatsoever in any of the steps he was making and I think I think if you watch him he doesn't really have that as much but he's just making the shots and this time he didn't obviously the Russ one <laughs> Listen, but before we go there yeah, the thing nah, is yeah, that's not fair. I'm not mad at Russ though because Russ is, did what he had to do the thing is yeah, this is what also like Bowden is like this is where I need Paul George to step up and stop being a bitch ass nigga yeah, why because, is it now Paul George no for? I'm not saying he's but I'm just saying the, you have the hot hand you are leading yeah, this team right now. Ball, you got to be the one that you got to tell Kawhi, yo, ball, you go. Like, you got to wave Kawhi mm-hmm. off because mm-hmm. at that moment, you have the hot hand. There's no, oh, okay, I mean, you know, one eight one beat. There's no, you have the hot hand, you have the ball in your hand and go from there. Not Kawhi has the ball last minute and take that shot where he wasn't hitting. Kawhi wasn't completely cold though. No, I'm not saying it wasn't cold, okay. but it would have been made, made sense for it to be Paul George there because yeah. he had the hot hand. Yeah. But I swear down, I have never seen Kawhi show so much emotion in a game, yeah? The last time was when he hit the game-winning three for Toronto against mm-hmm. the 76ers, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, but the sequence that happened, Kawhi shot the ball, bricked. Ross got the rebound, mm-hmm. took a dribble, turn around, jumper? It wasn't really fair, it was like a sort of side sort of jumper. When he shot that shot, the way I saw Kawhi fall to his knees, I said, I ain't ever seen this man show this much emotion. He said, ah, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I swear. And I was like, fam, there was, I don't know how much, I can't remember how many seconds were left once, two, two. two seconds. Mm-hmm. and. What else is Russ supposed to do? No, of course, with two they, seconds left. I don't think Kawhi is mad at him for but the fact that it was an air, himself, the fact that it was an air ball was bad. Where I think he should have gone for one of his, his used to be famous bank shots, like. But no, no, he's, he's two seconds to go, bro. You catch two, that rebound, you just got to quickly. Yeah, throw. that's what I'm saying. But when he's not yeah. on Russ at all, man. I think I'm not saying it's on him, but I, I do think, however, it should be like Kawhi's. In my opinion, Kawhi's best ability is his mid-range game. And in that moment there, he wasn't trying to take a two. He was trying to win the game and go for three. Is what it is. It's fine. We lost the game. Something to learn from as well. Um, and I, I think one, like the game before that, I was super excited, man. Because you watch the Clippers playing. Russ is dunking. Mm. Kawhi is dunking. Paul George is slashing. Like, we, we, looked, we looked perfect in the first game, which we should. Because we're playing against who? The Portland Trailblazers. Who no, t- no one in this league should be expecting Portland to do anything special. You know, I think the only person on their team who really could have done stuff with us was Aiden purely because... No, 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 don't no, 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 Russ had 11 and 13. We got 17 off the bench from Bones. Now, let me tell you something about Bones, yeah? Hey. This man, I think, is going to have a great season. Yes. Because he's playing for a contract. Okay? 
You know, you know what NBA players are like when they play for contracts. Oh, you're playing hard. They're they're trying. Like, they're like crackheads, bro. Mm. They're like crackheads. They're moving mad. They're they're jumping off buildings <laughs> and coming away unscathed, like nothing happened, bro. It's fine. I think Bones is gonna do everything he can. I think he's got a great mentor in Russ as well. He's gonna give him, you know, the freedom and the reign to kind of do the things that Bones does that most teams don't like, but at the same time, kind of give him, you know, a bit of guidance as well. Because Russ is a bit. Russ can be wild too. When Russ was younger, he was very wild. Yeah. In terms of some of the, some of the stuff he did, like Russ, you don't need to do that, man. Like you had a lay there. You didn't have to do the most to get to it. Da, 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 da. So it's fine. But I think game one we look great. Uh, game two not so great. Um, and then obviously, like I said, we played against the Spurs and it wasn't really competitive. Like we 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 took our business. I'm not going to give us crazy crazy amounts of credit for that. I one thing I'm lacking seeing though is that we've we've kind of stepped away from this James Harden situation yeah, and we're yeah, sticking yeah, with definitely. the consistency of the team. We haven't we haven't changed a yeah. great deal in our roster from last year to this year, which is one of the first times we haven't done that in, in a, a few seasons. Yeah. You know, we, we're, we're bringing back the same guys. They know each other. There's chemistry there. And I don't think it should take us a while to start building up these wins. We're 2-1 now. I expect us to at least be a top four seed in December. Like, that's that's my expectation of this team. Provide, But well, it's always the big thing, provided we stay healthy. We don't know if that's a guarantee with this Clippers team. It's not. We know it's not guaranteed, actually. I'm pretty confident one of them two are going to get hurt. But it's going to probably happen. Let's be honest. No, I probably will. So, I just feel like as long as, as long as we continue to, you know, play as a team, I'm fine. No problems. Um, and continue building the chemistry because I think that's what's going to get us you know, past the first and the second rounds of the playoffs because where, where we're really trying to go is win the championship. Whether it's realistic or not is another question, but to, to do those kind of things, we need to continue playing as a team. Yeah, I think you guys, I've said it in the first episode, I'll say it again, you're one of the strongest teams in the West and in the NBA if healthy. Mm. Um, I, think I spoke about the Suns being healthy and I think you guys displayed how devastating you can be um, against the Trailblazers. Like you correctly said, everyone kind of got their own. There was a lot of explosive plays. Um, you guys really played well in that transition. Like you're you're a fast team. You've got guys like Russ, PG, um, that can really jam it down. There's other athletic guys like Bones, and and you've got a really good team. There's no hiding in that. I think your biggest flaw is if you can stay healthy. Hundred percent. And yeah, it's just about how you manage situations as well. I mean, against Utah. Paul George hit that three uh, to take the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, that was with one minute five, I think. They hit a big three, and then that's when Kawhi made that. Mm-hmm. So I feel this is where situationship, um, or game management is more of the better word, terminology, is where you guys need to also get that crispness, which I feel sometimes you lack. Um, had Paul George probably taken that, he might have made the right decision to just go for the two with the whole hand, or hit that three. Mm. Um, but yeah, you're... you're We'll see what happens with you. I think I wanted to point out our game of the week that we should all watch this mm-hmm. week will be our two teams. Mm. It's on live on TV. So that's the game of the week, which we'll document next week mm-hmm. um, and explain to you guys. But I think that's a massive game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's like one of the only times we're all probably going to be healthy at the same time. And well, I think we've not beaten you in years. So depending on what can happen, <laughs> it ain't going to happen, as we all know. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how far... Both teams have developed. I think it's mm-hmm. Russ's first time playing us, or maybe second, I can't remember. But regardless, it's, there's still that, that rivalry and everything there. So it'll be interesting. Last point I want to point out for the Clippers as well. The reason I'm kind of hopeful as well, the first three games we shot over 50% in all three games. Um, I feel like in the past, 
we've kind of allowed our guys, if they're not hitting, to keep shooting. Because, mm. but I'm a firm believer, you don't shoot out of a shooting slump. If you're in a shooting slump, you need to find the next guy who's ready to shoot, the next guy who's ready to make a play. And I think we've been able to do that. Because like I said, there were games where one of Kawhi, PG or Russ were not having a great game. And they just started deferring to the others and the others were able to take control and not allow the team percentage to go down. Because obviously it gives it gives the other teams a lot more opportunity to to beat us. So I'm happy with that anyway. Going forward, that's like that's probably like the silver lining and everything. Even though we, we lost to Utah, we still shot well in that game. Okay, that's good. Uh, I think you wanted, as you ended up on Portland, and I know you had a few things to say about Portland prior to this episode, Rodney, so you might as well start. Um, <laughs> certain man are looking shaky. Who's that? Who's that? Because I don't know who you're talking about. Um, Who's that? I believe his name is Henderson Scoot. <laughs> um, now, the thing it's is... Scoot the food. Scoot the food. Scoot the food. Scoot the food. Listen, the thing is, yeah, is that this guy isn't coming from college, university, whatever I did. Mm-hmm. He was in the G League. Mm-hmm. He was playing with pros. I can say yes, yes. Yeah, no, no, yeah. G leaguers, so you know you're gonna get a bit more experience, more of NBA experience. Like, yeah, okay, it's cool. better competition than college. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So I'm thinking, I'm not saying yeah, thirty every game. I just think it'll be a four. It'll be decent, but the way he's been struggling this three games, I'm a bit concerned. Now I know, obviously, of course, it's early days and he can switch up around. Cool, yeah, but. Even in all these bad games, I haven't seen a positive. So this is where I'm like, mm, Scoot's got to be careful. Mm. He's got to really be careful because, hey, let's call this spade a spade now. <laughs> he, Aren't you being harsh? It's three nope. games. 100% you're being harsh. Nope. Three 100% games. 100% you're nope. being harsh. I think, I think you have to look at a few things for Portland. One, he has a lot of like free reign to kind of do what he wants right now on that team. And he ain't doing much. No, but that can also be problematic from a standpoint where there's too many options of what you could do as opposed to when you're on a team where you're surrounded by shooters, you know if you're not doing this, then the, they should be getting the ball in the perimeter or whatever it is. Portland are kind of scattered right now. Also, he's still not the number one option and they're probably more treating him like he's, the, like he's the number three, if anything else. But Simons is down now with the thumb. He's out for like yes, some and, weeks. Yes, and... So we're going to see more of the Scoot, um, Scoot Henderson, Shaden Sharp uh, backcourt that I was talking about before, that the backcourt for the future, in my opinion, of what they should kind of run with. But I think I think you're being harsh on him, man. Like like you said, he didn't go to college. This is definitely the most amount of fans he's ever played played in front of. You know, this is probably the most organised he's been as well. I would say probably definitely the most organised he's been as well. I think going forward, the things he needs to work on is are efficiencies. I don't think he's which I think is probably one of the easiest things to work on in the league. If his decision, if his complete de- decision-making wasn't good, that would be kind of a different conversation. Don't be mm-hmm. wrong, he's a rookie. He's a rookie guard. They're bound to make mistakes. He's going to get turnovers. But I think at the end of the day, you still see the potential. You see why he got taken number three, don't you? As much as Rodney, as much as you're being harsh on him, you understand why he got taken number three, right? I don't think Rodney does. Do you know? I mean, you know, I do. Obviously, that's why he's number three and not one or two. But I understand why he's at number three. Because cause, cause right now, he's not shooting well. 8% from the three. Sorry? 8% from three. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> 8%. <laughs> you're telling me you're not concerned. 8% from the three. Yeah, how, many, how many threes? Man said eight. Attempted. Mm-hmm. Four a game. It's three games. It's a lot of threes. Damn. 
Four a game. That's like one. Eight percent. That's like one made. He's hit. He's hit one and twelve. That's yeah. what he's saying. Is it one made? Yeah. Hmm? Okay. Yeah. I think he's had eleven points, then seven you know what points. That means that's only shot me. <laughs> 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 I think he's had eleven points, seven points, and four points. It's what it is, man. So it's it's three games. It's but early. bro, bro, we've seen this. Kobe came out in his rookie year and was us. Struggles. You, you know Kobe now. <laughs> no, of course not. I'm not saying he is, but I just feel like sometimes rookies need to be left to be rookies, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, no, it's fine. Like I'm just, I'm just. No, saying. you're not giving him grace, bro. You're not giving Listen. him grace. Listen, give him some grace. Okay. Talk to me, talk to me again next. If he's still, if he's, put, I'm gonna show his. I'm gonna. It's been three games, right? I'm mm-hmm. gonna give it another three. You know, I'm gonna give him a total of ten games, seven games, just to see how he bounces back from mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. If I don't see a bounce back. In the next ten games, pause, pause. Yeah, I'm saying sayonara. And then if the next ten games he's still moving brazy, mm-hmm. yeah, safe. Also, I feel like you have to be honest about the situation as well. His first ever NBA game, yeah, he's going up against future Hall of Famer Russell Westbrook. Yeah, mm-hmm. his second game was against. He was in awe of when he Westbrook was dunking. I saw that. I saw was, a picture yeah. of Russ dunking and Scoot was smiling, was, looking at him like he was like. Oh my god! Like, bro, <laughs> let him be. And understand yeah. your social. It's Russ. Like he's saying, if it was me, I'd even say, yeah, it's all right. I'll take the poster. I don't mind. Like, bro. no, he wouldn't even mind. And then, and then, game three, he's playing against Philadelphia. Like, like, Portland are not expected to win any of these games. Yes, they're expected to be a bit better than they, um, than they, then Scooter Spurs. Sorry, expected to be a bit better than he has been. But like, what do you want him to do again in those situations? His like I said, his first NBA game is against Russ. Then he's going up against the MVP and Joe Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers. And Tyrese Maxey has been cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely cooking. Mm-hmm. So you can't be shocked that, that he's now getting mixed in. Yeah, Tyrese Maxey had 26 and 10. The 10 was 10 rebounds. Which is crazy. Give Scoot a chance, man. I'll tell you, he's he's a young buck. You know, he's he's still getting used to things. Yes, he's not yeah, playing I'm not well. saying I'm not giving him a but chance. Also, I think another thing that needs to get looked at on that team I'm a big fan of Chelsea Billets as an NBA player. I don't know if I believe in him as a coach. I don't believe in him. I never believed in him in a coach as a coach. I don't like. It just doesn't make sense. It was an interesting hire when Dame was there because I don't. Why would why Dame would want to take on a rookie head coach in, in the first place? Again, think about it now. Red flags that Dame should have left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Dame got no issue leaving now. When he sees red flags. Exactly. No and issue. Speaking of Dame, there's a good time to go to the East because you've been rest sad for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes. we can actually start with the Bucks. Okay, mm. now Giannis hasn't been Giannis. He's been I. I mean, even I. I. I don't know. He's just what are you maybe his early days. You heard this, where did but, comment line? Which who's Dame? When he no, said no, no. Giannis, yeah, about yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say that was. Com- Let me say this. Giannis is an amazing teammate. An amazing teammate because only an amazing teammate will die on that hill. Say, this is Dame's team now. What? What? <laughs> this is Dame's team. What? Dame's team. Two-time MVP. Two-time MVP. NBA Prime, MVP. Best player in the world. Yeah. NBA Finals. Won the chip. Yeah. Dame hasn't even seen the finals. <laughs> hasn't seen one. And you're saying it's his team. A 33-year-old. What? It's his team. What? This, this, so obviously, Giannis, what does that mean? Listen, listen, listen. What does it mean? No, what does it mean? What the fuck is, what's he doing? No, Giannis, man, what's, I, you want him to stay. That's what he wants. Yeah, he wants him to stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, he's fam, his pillows, bro. That's yeah, ridiculous right, bro. to say. 
No, no, I'm not having it. Atrocious. Bro, he's saying, you, you, you said the front, bro. I'm going to sit in the back. You take shotgun. I, don't worry, I'm good with the leg room back here. I'm cool. Like, listen, oh. he's, 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 you know, giving, he's giving Dame, you know, the the creative license to do whatever But he, he said wants. it right. we got to let Dame be Dame. That's what you need to say. No, 100%. 100%. Oh, bro, but he's not, he, he's not, he's not from here, isn't he? He's from Greece, you know? He's not from Nigeria, from Greece. You know? The Nigerian side to come a bit more. Yeah, he articulates himself differently. I saw a video of him eating hot dogs and getting very excited. Like, oh my God, he's amazing. Bro, <laughs> what I think what I think you need to understand here is that, yes, Yanis might have said that, but at the end of the day, if they ain't hitting... And he hasn't passed two games. Aye! <laughs> who, hasn't, who hasn't been hitting? Dame. Okay. So even ga- even his... So let's talk about game game one. Dame had 39 points. Yeah, right? he saved them. He he was not... But he, he still didn't shoot amazing, you know? I know he didn't. Should, he, 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 he went 17, 17 and 17 from the free, point line, free throw line, I believe. And so Dame went uh, from the free throw line, yeah, 17 yeah, from 17. Yeah, yeah. so, so he, had, he had 39 points. He had 17, 17 free throws. That's but a James Harden classic. How many shots did he take, Julian? 20. So, 20. He didn't have a great game. Yeah, he um, made nine. Yeah, listen, it's, it's not it's not terrible. It's not it's not it's not a terrible game. He didn't have a have a great shooting. However, nine for twenty. That sounds like a tour date to me. <laughs> nah, it's not bad. It's almost fifty percent. It's forty-five percent. Yeah, bro. It's better than some of some of some of the greatest. Um, that was wild. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in terms of like a first game, like I don't think you can want more from him in it. And he showed you exactly why he's there because when that game got close, who was there? There was no question who had the ball in the hand. Yeah, yeah, and this is what Yanis is talking about. Uh, it's, it's Dame's team because Yanis, we've seen Yanis. <laughs> when the game gets close, we've seen him throw the ball away. Yeah, we've we seen, seen him throw up. Chris Middleton's diving for his life to stop that ball from going out of bounds. We know that Yanis don't want the pressure like that, and that's okay. We, um, when the, in the middle of the game, I can trust Yanis to go and get me 28 and 12 or whatever it is. But in those last five minutes, it's called Dame Time for a reason. That guy is legit, man. Um, I think looking at what the box are, they're very top heavy. Yes, I think you'll see, you'll see a lot from them in terms of regular season. I think they'll have probably a top two record between them and Boston. Um, but I think it's it's those moments that I was just talking about where Dame really solidifies himself as one of the the best offensive players in the league. And I feel like because he's been in Portland, people don't watch them one because they're on ridiculously late, mm-hmm. and two because Portland were never that that great to watch mm-hmm. anyway. But now he's in Milwaukee, he's in that. Um, on that central time now you know the games are a little bit earlier you're going to catch more of Dame out and about and whatnot as well but you can't tell me that the Bucs aren't aren't a top two I don't think you try and tell me the Bucs aren't the top two team in the east they're, they're, they're completely legit bro completely legit and they, they made the perfect decision by making sure they got Damian Lillard in this all season yeah I mean like I said he hasn't been shooting great now but I don't, I, have we seen this before where Dame at the start has been shaky. Mm-hmm. And then after like maybe the fifth, five to 10 games in, then he starts changing up the whole thing. But the game against the Hawks was very shocking. I mean, two for 12, 16% from the field, mm. two for eight, 25% from the three. It's like. Shooting like Trey Young. And Trey Young has been Trey Bum because <laughs> he, he's been dog poop, bro. Mm. So. I mean, like I say, it's it's like you say, it's early days, and like I'm doing for Scoot now. I'm giving, obviously, I'm gonna give Grace like it's early days, but we gotta see what's gonna happen here because the way it's looking, bro. I'm I'm not, I'm not shaking on Lily. Like I know he'll pick it up, you know. He's got his 
the rest of the team are quite used to each other, but he just needs to get used to it. But yeah, we'll, we'll it's see. something that will come with time. I don't think you can expect them to be start out twenty five and oh, not losing a game. No, first. no, no way. Like you know, there's gonna be some issues that they're gonna encounter. You know, and it would mainly be based around chemistry. But I think you saw the fit. Game one, you saw the fit, like, between... And I think that's the main thing. The dynamic team, him, him and Yanis, is perfect. They complement each other because they don't score in any, anywhere near the same ways. Exactly. Yanis ain't trying to chill on the three-point line. Dame's not trying to do too much inside the, mm-hmm. in, inside the key anyway. We saw he can score in the paint, like I said before. He can finish at the rim. But when we're talking about guys that are... Um, that duo, sorry, that complement each other perfectly. We saw the pick and roll, like we said we'd see it. We saw Dame taking 30-foot threes with no with no problem whatsoever. We saw Yanis taking advantage of mismatches because guys are out there sprinting out to Dame and leaving them completely alone on the island around the free-throw line as well. Like, he has perfect... They both have perfect opportunities to have their best seasons in yeah. this league. I don't know if they'll both have it at the same time, but one of them, I think, will have the best season they've ever had. I think you saw it last year with... Denver Nuggets if you, you can get two players playing at an elite level especially back end of the season getting into that playoffs mm, yeah. and you have the rest of the team knowing their roles knowing what to do defensively and knowing how to contribute on both ends of the floor you've got a chance and I think you're looking at this two as possibly the two best one of the best duos I mean NBA top 20-30 duos you can have it's, it's an outstanding pairing to have and I can't see anything but somehow this team succeeding. Like, I understand what Yanis is trying to do in terms of he's trying to take the humble route um, in order to make this team succeed. Mm-hmm. He's trying to not, not take the back seat. Like, in that interview, Yanis did say, like, I've won the MVP, I've won a championship. He hasn't won anything. So I know what it takes to win, but he needs to get, he needs to win. And he believes in Dame and he believes he is a winner, but he, need, he hasn't got anything to prove it. So, and that's where I understand what Yanis was saying. He needs... And he knows in order to get back there, you've seen it over the last couple of years where they've fallen short. You need that Dame, that superstar that can always, like I said in the last pod, give you that extra 10, 20 points when maybe Yanis is having a bad game or bad moment. So, yeah, this team are legit and we'll see how far they go. Okay, yeah. Um, another team in the East uh, that I want to speak about as well, uh, the Boston Celtics. Tick, tick, tick. Boston Celtics, um, yeah, we'll kind of finish off the round with the Celtics. They're looking very good. I like how Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Paul Zingas and um, Drew Holiday are, you know, defensively, especially when you add Derek right into that rotation. They're looking very, very nice. Paul Zingas had a great debut, 30 points. And this is where it's like, yes, Rob Williams, she was great, but you ain't doing that. <laughs> no, let's be honest. You, no, you no, ain't I'm doing what, what, what Paul Zingas is doing offensively, like, in and out, he can, you know, he can hold his own, but that's a very big thing as well because it's like, I'm not saying that James Tim and Jalen Brown were, I don't think they were kind of flat that game, but it was like, okay. Brown was, Brown was flat. Tatum yeah. was like 34 and 11. Yeah, yeah, Tatum was, yeah. Brown was, you know, but it's one of the ones where that's where you got Paul Zingas to. That's where you have obviously Drew Holiday to contribute where he has to and Derek Wright was. So it's like, out of four players, at least someone's going to do something. Hopefully, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like how the Boston Celtics are looking. Um, the, the I know you're talking about the game one, yeah, but that Celtics Heat mm, game was, was very about. entertaining to watch. Yeah. I can't lie, for multiple reasons. One, I think the Celtics had probably one of the most well-rounded games of a team this season. Yeah, you had Derek White, twenty-eight, 28. and six, and this is their strongest lineup. If they start White and Holiday, yep. that's two great defenders in the yeah. in the guard positions. 
Then Tatum and Brown. T- Brown had 27. Tatum had 22. Porzingis had 17. Drew had 17, 10, and 7. And Derek White, like I said, had 28 points. That's a tough team to beat. And I'm not, they're not going to do that every night. But they had a perfect night against a team that they had to come out and beat. They they did what the Lakers should have done. That's what I was. Yeah. If we're being honest. Also, yeah. a couple of highlights take away from that game. <laughs> Derek White had Jimmy Butler in the hurt locker, bro. I'm so sorry, but Jimmy Butler did not want to be there. He had, he, Jimmy finished with 14 and 5, you know. Came... The Heat are back to being regular the regular season, season yeah. Miami Heat. You know, they'll probably end up with the sixth or seventh seed, maybe the fifth seed. With less. And then, and then, we'll, and then we'll, we'll go see them run into the playoffs and they'll probably win a round or two. I'm, if we see them in a the, in the thing again, I don't care. Because I know they're not winning. I don't care if they make it to the final. They're not winning. And it is what it is. But I think the, the Celtics came out and made it completely personal and said, we're coming out to win this game. And I think maybe we saw what we might have seen from... You know, the Celtics of Tatum didn't roll his ankle in the first flipping offensive play. Um, but that's neither here nor there. But I think the Celtics have come out and they're, they're taking names early, man. Yeah. I know it's only two games, but in... I mean, the Knicks game was a big game anyway because that was like... Um, one, it's MSG. Two, everyone... Uh, the energy's there and everything else. like that. But then going against Miami as well, like in a rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals to come back to, to, to kind of start the season this early... You could see the differences in the team. And I mean, Tyler Hero still had 28 points. Bam had 27. It was Jimmy that didn't really show up. Too busy um, straining his hair, bruv. <laughs> yeah, what's that doing for him now, isn't it? But um, yeah, no, the Celtics are super legit, as we expected. Yeah, man. Like I say, I, I like how the Celtics are. Mm. Um, and yeah, we're going to see, man. The, them in the box right now seem like they're going to be running the show, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, looking at the time, do we have enough time for this ESPN? Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay, cool. So, uh, as we've known for a while now, ESPN uh, brought out a top 100 player list, and um, there's a lot of uh, things that we have to really talk, talk about. We don't have to do, like, name exactly what numbers and everything like that, but if I'm just going for it now, anything that pops out to me that I'm disgusted with, and I already said to you before, Russ was at t- at ninety four, absolutely, insane. and I want to talk about all the guys that are in front of him that shouldn't be there. Yeah, Matt Conley at ninety three, Manuel quickly at ninety two, Josh Hart at ninety one, which is disgusting. John, John Collins, Collins at ninety, annoying me. Yeah, Robert Williams at at um, eighty nine. <laughs> no, this one's worse. Ridiculous. Kevon Looney at eighty eight, disgusting. Buddy Hield at eighty seven, ridiculous. Kuzma at eighty six. Come on, Simons at eighty five. King Capella at eighty four. Tobias Harris, who was the third option, yeah, fourth option on the on the Philly of seventy sixes last year. That's interesting too. Cam Johnson, Cam Johnson Flipping at, at eighty two, outrageous again. Bobby oh, Portis, who oh. doesn't even start for the Milwaukee Bucks. Jalen Green at eighty one. Jalen Green, I'm so sorry, yeah, but Jalen Green right now is on the verge of looking like a bust because I watch him play, and I'm like, you have the potential to be sick, but you're slightly just super athletic and shit. <laughs> like, like no no bro like and and I get he get he get he does get buckets bro but I I've seen no progression in his game since he got drafted into this league and you look at a guy like Cade who was the number 1 pick I know Jalen Green was upset that Cade went number 1 yeah but you could see why Cade went number 1 you know I just guys like Giddy who were also in that yeah, draft yeah, yeah. you see progression in their play and I'm just not seeing it with Jalen Green Jalen Green but just seems like what, a but you know what yeah is like I think the situation he's in now is it was obviously quite weird. Where it's like, first you had uh, Kevin Porter Jr. there, and it was like, okay, 
he was messing around. He was still doing thing there, and then he had that for what was that two years? What? What? This is Jalen Green. What? Second, third, third, third. This year? is third year. Third year. Yeah, Kevin Paul two years, and he was like, okay, cool. He was doing okay, and like I said, like what even John was saying, they was basically doing whatever they want. So no, I think in terms of progression, it was like. I don't, I don't know if he cared or I'm not saying he didn't care because off-season, obviously some things were being done. But it was like, eh, weird. And then this season, you should have come a bit more polished with the team that you have now, obviously, with Thompson and, and bro, such. He's not been that bad. I think no, you guys are being harsh. Uh, no, I'm not saying... I'm 10 listen, points, 22-21. Last, last, last year, he averaged 21 points a game. I'm not saying the guy can't score in it. Mm. I'm just saying, from what he was projected to be, what he looks at, like, I feel like people were looking at him like he was going to be like Ant Edwards. I don't know. Anthony Edwards has taken a little while to come on. However, I feel like in Ant's second year, you knew he was gonna be no. But Anthony Edwards that, has that taken guy. has knew. taken a leap every single year. And this is what I'm saying. I'm not necessarily seeing that with Jalen Green. I'm not talking about the fact that he's putting up numbers. I'm talking about his actual game itself. Like watching him, he just seems he still seems super erratic. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just biased in it. But from from watching like a game, like for instance, that's that um when they played the the Spurs. Sorry. It was it, for me. It was a, it was a difficult watch. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's just I don't know, man. We, Maybe I'm just being harsh. But another ridiculous thing: Tally Hero is fine. Tally is better than him. Scoot Henderson at seventy-eight. A rookie. Someone who hasn't played That's an NBA thing, yeah. game. This is where I have the flipping problem because he hasn't played an NBA. He hasn't played one NBA game. How's he better than Russ? And now he's played three. Nonsense. Nonsense and finishes don't make sense. Jordan Clarkson. Uh, no. no. No, because now you're saying the Jordan Clarkson is better than Tyler Hero. It doesn't make sense. No. But then Chris Paul. Did Chris Paul even have a better season last year than Russell Westbrook? Of course not. No. Okay. Vooch. I I can't talk about Vooch because I I, I personally believe he's not that great. No, I, I even still. <laughs> Gerald can't stand him. Russell's but better the than. The Bulls Vooch. made a big mistake bringing him back. You know, yeah, yeah, in my opinion, a big it. mistake. Cade again, way too high. Cade Cade's injured pretty much most of the last year. Yeah. Also, it says the previous ranking in 2022 he's rated the number 35th player overall. Really? That's 35th, number 35 player How? overall. How? Insanity Chet at 73 Had not played an NBA game Jordan Poole at 72 So you're telling me Jordan Poole's Is Jordan Poole better than Tyler Hero? No, 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 not for me Not for me Rods? Not for me No, you know, just because Obviously he contributed for that 2022 But then again, I think because we're putting that Oh, look what Tyler so Hero I did think, in Yeah, no, I think I'm going to The bubble, bro I'll yeah, it's that's that's a but I'll say Tyler Hero. I'm gonna say Tyler Hero. Okay, RJ Barrett above both of them, which is okay. I don't think Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler. I, I rate Walker Kessler. As what? No, as like a number seventeen. Yeah, better oh, than Russ. No, no, not above Russ. I'm saying his his, his bro, position is bro. He's a seven one center, yeah. And I completely understand. He's a good shot blocker, as you should be at seven one. The same way that like, I'm, I'm talking about Victor, saying that you're Rimpeter. The same way I talk about Rudy Gobert, Rimpeter. But you're being mad now. Like we're going crazy. Yeah, no, no, no. He's not. He's not better than Russ. No. We're going crazy. He's not better. Brook Lopez. I can, I can, I can live with Brook Lopez. That's fine. Michael Porter Jr. I can live with that. OG Austin Reeves is slightly overrated. Oh no no! Austin, Austin, Austin Reeves, Reeves had, is heavily overrated. Austin, Austin Reeves heavily. Had, had a decent season and a good postseason that has propelled him to be. They try to say he's better than Tyler Hero, but if you see the numbers, yeah, everything. No, 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 no man, that, that, this is this I feel is like this is America wide privilege. That's what that is. And like you saw Alex Caruso, but he was legit. Mm-hmm. I feel as soon as Caruso in terms of like defensively, 
Defensively, he was very good. Mm. Yes, like legit defensive. But I feel like I don't know what it is with that. You know, it's just the media, bro. Yeah, they push it. There'll a be a hundred cameras at a Lakers game, and there'll be Captain forty America. cameras at a, at, a, at a Bulls game. It's, it's not. It's not the and same. And the problem is that he does. He has like a couple of good games back to back, and then they're replaying the highlights over and over again. And I feel like, like when they made that hour highlight of Reeves, that pissed me off. <laughs> pissed me off so. You know his, his his bag is nice in it, but I need I need to see more more than just that. I'm skipping past a couple now. Miles Turner at 65. Rudy Gobert at 64. What are we doing here? What are we doing here, really? Scotty Barnes at 63. Completely disagree. Completely disagree. KP at 62. KP had a decent year last year, but he also missed a lot of time. Desmond Bain at 61. Ridiculous. DeJounte Murray, 16. Mm, I can live with that. But then, is Marcus Smart better than DeJounte Murray? No. Jeremy Grant. Come on. I, Come on. I don't know why he got Zion at 57. Zion has not played basketball, bro. Yeah. Chet, Chet, Chet is close to playing as many games as Zion. No, it is. Got to play his fourth game, That's yeah. taking the piss. <laughs> what? That's taking the piss. Fred Van Fleet. Like, like I, I don't get it. Like, he, I already said he got well overpaid in his contract. Is what it is. That's fine. Draymond Green at 55. I'll be honest, Draymond's player rating amongst all the NBA players shouldn't be this high. His value to the Warriors is that high. Yeah, but, but NBA? No, no, 100% not. Wiggins, nah. Giddy, a little bit higher, but I like Giddy's game. Franz, I think Franz is, I think I said before, Franz is, I think, who I expect to have a breakout year this year, mm-hmm. if he hasn't already. Aaron Gordon, I can live with that because he just won a championship. And that's at 51. Yeah, moving on. But now. this is where I feel like it's going to get super ridiculous now. 50. 50 Jarrett Allen no, no I'm chance. so sorry did you see what Jarrett Allen Don't didn't do against the Knicks in the playoffs last year and he even said the lights were very bright all Jarrett Allen done was breathe DeAndre Ayton at 49 this is where we're getting insane Melo Ball at 48 mm, I, even, even me I'm saying he shouldn't be that high Wemby at 47. He hasn't he played a game. Play, he hasn't played an NBA game yet. He's Cut, 47. How have you not played a game? And like, That makes no sense. I think here I can live with it. Chris Middleton at 46 is fine. Randall at 45, I can live with. McCollum's too high at 44. Harden at 43, I think that's about right. Maxi at 42, yes, he should be better than Harden. But again, I'm not sure. Clay Thompson is not better than either of the guys, any of the four guys I just listed right now. Evan Mobley, again, is one of those guys who I think is slightly overrated as well. I had high hopes for Evan Mobley, and I don't think he's... I think he needs to be more of an offensive player to live up to those hats. Like, I think he should easily be averaging 18 and 10 a game, um, really bordering into the 20-point-per-game situation as well. Because you have two ridiculously small guards. They need to have a presence at big man outside of Jarrett Allen, Captain Lobs. Yeah. DeMar DeRozan at 39. I'm going to say it, I think DeRozan's a little overrated. Um, I think he's. I think he's a good player. Um, I think he's done well for the Bulls. I think he's done well to find a team like the Bulls who needed, you know, someone who's willing to, to be that number one option. Because I think Levine, as good as he is, um, was more highlights than substance. But Demar Derozan is not good enough to be the number one on a playoff team. How old is he? Thirty. He got drafted in '09. This is his. 14th year in the league. Like I'm going to say it. he's around 33. Yeah. Not at this age. You know, that was harsh. Not that he can't be the best player on the playoff team. He can't be the best player on the team that make it out of the first round. Like, I think it's, di- it's difficult yeah, to get. He's 34 years old. Saying that Levine's better than him is a bit crazy. I don't know if I agree or not. Bradley Burt, 37, I can live with. 
That's what I said. Bradley Bill's not a top 20 player. Because it's tough, though, because when you really look at that top 20, Let's man... Let's keep like, going, though. It's not a joke. Garland at 36. I'm I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay yeah, with that. Honestly, Garland's, I'm okay with that. Moran at 35. Do you know what? Yeah, Garland's that, a bit That's where he should be. That's where he should be. questionable. Because I, it, I, I'll tell you if I see guys ahead of him that shouldn't be there. Kyrie, that's fine. Mikel Bridges should be... is not better than... Um, than John Moran. Neither is Jalen Brunson. Jaron Jackson Jr. on his own team is, is rated higher than, than John Moran. So this is where the media brought into the gun situation. Because if you take the gun situation out, there's no way you're telling me that, that Jaron, Jaron Jackson Jr. is better like than John Moran. Everyone knows he's the number one player on that team. It's not a question. How are you now telling me that? Based on what you're saying, Jaron Jackson Jr. is better than him. Oh, They're saying he rose because he, he made his first all-star appearance, which he probably shouldn't have, to be honest. He um, Defensive player of the year, innit? He won defensive player of the year as well. Bro, I think I don't think they look at this properly because yes, he had three blocks a game. But he had six point eight rebounds, which which people do people can think of rebounds in the defensive category as well. Like that it is, is a defensive category. So I mean, yeah. okay, uh, Paolo at 30, 30 is a bit ridiculous to be honest, man. I can't yeah. lie. Um, Trey Young at twenty nine. I think Trey is that good, but he hasn't been playing that good, and I think that's fair to say. Yeah, we got to take away. I can't, I can't say the first two, two, three games of the season, that's fine, because I'm talking about over a year. Last year, from what I saw from Chain, what I expect from him here, I think that's about fine. Larry Markin at 28, completely overrated. Yep. Um, Brandon Ingram at 27, overrated. Um, Drew Holiday at 26, uh, I think that's a little overrated, but fair enough. High, yeah. Is Drew Holiday better than Kyrie? No. No. Okay, just wanted to put that out there. Thank you very much. Mm. No, no, don't, no, don't double back because there's... No, 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 because, 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 because... Kyrie is capable of scoring 40 points. That's fine. But his his season average will probably be around 25, right? Drew's season average will probably be around 16, 15. But what Drew's doing on the defensive end, Kyrie is not touching. Kyrie is still one of the... And what Drew's doing on the defensive end doesn't touch is this. is pretty 100%. But then I feel like because they cancel themselves out in different ways... Nah, Kyrie's better. Kyrie's I'm, not saying, I'm not saying he isn't, but I just think, I think it's a conversation. I agree, but yeah, it's a debate. It's not, it's not a ridiculous take. People are saying Drew's a little bit of an overrated defender as well. Next guy, absolute scrub. Baby, Pascal Siakam is baby, not a please. top. Pascal Siakam, in my opinion, is not a top forty player in the NBA right now. And maybe I'm maybe I'm doing too much, but I just think for I what I've think, seen, I don't think he's, he shouldn't be top 20, 24. I'd rather have Paolo over him. That's for sure. And I get I get that Siakam puts up numbers, but he puts num- up numbers on teams that don't win. And I think that's not talked about enough. I just think that you're looking at Siakam. You're looking at someone that. Probably would be the back end of the thirties to maybe a forty. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how he's twenty five. No, I think that's. It's, it, but like I literally said, since he's been the number one player on that team, they haven't been good. He's not a good. He's 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 a he's better as a number two. Twenty four Kawhi. I can live with it because he's wow. always hurt. I can. I don't care. That's fine. Darren Fox at twenty three. Okay. I, f- I think. I think that's a bit. I think he should. He should be, be higher. Yeah, I man. Think so. I think he should be higher than Sabonis at twenty two. Yes. I think he should be higher than Tyrese Halliburton at 21. Yes. Definitely higher than Cat at 20. Yes. So I could have, I can live with Darren Fox being 20. 20 yeah. On the list. Jalen Brown at 19, that's fine because he didn't have a great season. Paul George is a little, a little higher, higher than I thought he would be on this. I think Paul George is, is great in terms of ability, but I think the same way Kawhi has been low on this list because of his availability, Paul George should have the same knock against him as well. Yeah. Uh, 17, Jamal Murray. Probably should be a little, like I would have, I'd have Jamal Murray over Bam. I'll have Jamal Murray over Donovan Mitchell as well right now. Okay. Right now, I would have him over as well. Um, wow. 
Dame was 14. Dame 14. What do you think that's too low? Let's see who's same lower as, in a minute. And that. Edwards at, 20, at 13. Dame should be higher than Edwards. Dame should be higher wow. than Edwards. Wow. 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 He should. Huh? Yeah, no, 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 no. But the thing is, hey, hey, I mean, especially coming off last, I'm obviously regular season. Uh, this is all, I think Jimmy's number 12 is definitely more based on the postseason. Any respect anyone has for Jimmy Butler is not is nothing to do with his regular season because he's never done anything. He, he it's just care. postseason. It's just you know postseason. Care. Straight postseason. But he is a top 20 player, no doubt. But 12 is a bit Again, high. I have to stress this though. You say postseason, we're talking seven games that Jimmy was excellent. Seven. And that's generous. Yeah, but Because I would say one round if I'm being a dickhead. But if it's like I'll give you seven. If, but even over the course of Miami's success since Jimmy's been there as well, he has been. That, we can't start talking about that. Okay. We can't. That's intangibles. We can't start talking about that. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Devin Booker at eleven. I can live with that. But mm. I, I need to see. Who's in the I need 10. to see top ten. But let's see. Yeah. First, let's see. Cause but you know what, bro, the the way the league is right now, man, it's it's tough. Okay, I, I already I'm pissed off. I definitely don't Already agree. I'm pissed I off. I definitely don't agree. You're moving, man. Anthony Davis at 10. That's wild. That's absolutely... You see what, what you he think? did last season? No way is he number 10. What do you think? Hey, just... <laughs> so Devin Booker should be hey, higher than him. Wait, wait, wait. What's, first what's annoyed all, me is that... Anthony Davis at 10. What's, what's wrong with no, that? No, no, what annoyed me is that... What's wrong with that? That's way too high. Based on what? Yeah. I'm on available. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? The thing that annoys me is that in 2022, he was number 20. So he said he went up. By 10 places based on what ESPN? Can you explain why he went up from 20 to did 10? He, no, uh, you know why he went up from 20 to 10 because last season, did he not have like a 20 game period where he was very yeah, good? Yeah, he did. He oh, did. yeah, but it's like you can't base that. I know that. That's why my guys are not in the top 20. That's why I don't think they should be in the top 20. But I think the same principle should, should be applied to him because, yes, he's available, more available than them, but he's as inconsistent. Yeah. Right. I think that's wild already, so that's crazy. Nine, Bron. <sighs> I need to see who's not the rest. I already, the one per- below Bron is ridiculous. Um, Shay. Yes, Shay had a much better season than LeBron. That's fine. I can live with Shay being there. Seven, KD. That's where I have a problem. That's where I have a problem. Did KD have a better season than LeBron last season? He wasn't, he wasn't available he wasn't there. there as well. He was. He was hardly there. Not hardly there. He wasn't there enough. No, listen, listen. I'm. I'm fine. LeBron not being number one. I don't care about that. I didn't care about LeBron being top five. As long as, as, long as it's recognized that LeBron is top ten, I can. I can live with that. It's fine because there are, the guys are younger than him. They're gonna be putting up better numbers than from now going forward. I don't expect LeBron to be top ten in in majority of categories. To be honest, because I think this year he'll probably average between twenty three and twenty five, if that. Because it should, isn't it? I mean, he's he's gonna be, he's gonna be thirty nine December. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, Tatum at six. I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it. Steph at five. I think... Let's see who's... This is where my problem is. Luca's not better than Steph Curry. You can you can disagree with me. Let me know if you do. But I do not think Luca Dodgers is better than Steph Curry. Okay, I'll get, I'll get the last five. Cool. I think this one is very difficult. It is. I, 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 the thing is, like, you can look... This one is a debate. Comparison to some of the other ones. I think you can look at Luca as ESPN and he has a lot of tangibles that make him, you could argue he's the best point guard in the league, isn't it? However, I, I just believe that Steph is still the guy. In my opinion, in my opinion, I've seen enough of Steph to say he's still number one. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that it's like Luca's not far behind because mm-hmm. I don't think he is. I think they're very close, but I still believe Steph's number one. What I- Steph's able to do... Mm-hmm. 
I just think for for a guy who is the best player on the team that did not make the playoffs last year, you cannot be the you cannot be there. And I, I feel this is where sometimes you need to. Unfortunately, yeah, fair enough. You got to look at it. Team success has to play a factor. Yeah, like, in it, you, you got to look at that because it's it's your ability to play at this level that contributes to your team success. No, so if mm-hmm. you're able to like Steph, what he did in that playoffs, he dropped fifty against the Kings, if I'm right. In like, an elimination game. In an elimination game. That's, and then obviously Tatum did it later, but he was the first one to do it. That's insane. On the road. Like, I know Lucas had his moments, but we're talking about if you're judging but, Butler off the playoffs and what he did when he was number 12, mm. then surely you've got to judge Curry above Luca on that because 100%. Curry was there and Luca wasn't. That's what I'm saying. They moved the goalpost in a different way because Shea's at number eight and the Thunder didn't make the playoffs last year. Yeah. Right? Do you not feel... I feel like if they put Luca at seven... That would be reasonable based on the fact that you've clearly factored team success into this. Even six, you can argue with like um, Durant or whatever, but I just feel over Steph, I, I can see, yeah, I, I, I can see, yeah, I, I don't. 100%, but, you know, we know what it is. Go on, Jules. I mean, number four is obviously Luca, mm-hmm. and then the three is the three we expected it to be. Not in the order I thought it would be. Exactly. Not I mean, it's, I wow. think this one's fine. And be that three is And be that three is completely yeah. fine. That's, that, that's why I think he is. This right? is blasphemy. Jokic at two and Yanis at one. Like, what part of the playoffs did you not watch and think Jokic was the best player in the league? And this is like, what I, I, what, what are you watching? This bro? is why I'm confused because you've got people voting players in because of what they did in the playoffs. You've got people playing voting people in because of what they did in the regular season. But there's no consistency in the way they've done this clearly. Because in the regular season, would you put Yanis above Jokic? Maybe. But then in the playoffs, it wasn't close. He was the best player by far. You, like one of the greatest postseason runs ever. You're having comparisons with Wilt, bro, in the playoffs. Like he's having 50-point triple-doubles. Like he, he had like eight or nine triple-doubles in a row. In the, I, the stats I can reel off with Jokic in the playoffs are insane. And you still believed that Yanis, who played how many games in the playoffs, had a, it was is the number one. Now, obviously, you got hurt. Like a, no, he did, but it's like, there's no harm in Yanis being two, bro. That, that's calm. Jokic is one. What, what confused me, yeah, like here they say why his ranking was unchanged. He said he didn't care much for winning a third straight MVP. So you're telling didn't me... Didn't care. Didn't care. He, he, one, he was second in voting, yeah. So you're talking about the guy who's been top two in MVP voting for the last three years straight. Mm-hmm. That you're now not... And one, two of those, by the way, that you're now not just saying is the best player in the NBA. Or you think he's going to be the best player in the NBA. I think it's crazy. But... Yanis at one. Yes, I disagree with it. But it's not like putting Embiid at one. It's not like putting Luke at one or something no, like no, that. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Yanis is still the second best player in the league. Um, and I think he could definitely get back to being number one. But I think a lot of that is down to what he, what Milwaukee does this season in terms of team success. Because at this point, you have to factor it in. If, a, if the guy who's number two just came off winning his first NBA championship, them two have the same resume now. Mm. Two MVPs. And an NBA title with a Finals MVP as well. Mm-hmm. Them two have the same resume. And I feel like at some point you have to start saying, yes, Giannis won his first. But Jokic is right there, bro. Well, but you have to look at what Jokic did. So he averaged 30 points. This is in the postseason, yeah? Mm-hmm. 13.5 rebounds and mm-hmm. 9.5 assists. That's basically a triple-double in the postseason. 100%. He had 10 Playoff triple doubles, which is the most in a single playoff season ever. He led the Nuggets in points, rebounds, and assists in mm-hmm. six straight seasons, the most by any player in history. You guys are not under. I don't. What more of this? He's not. What more of this is not saying he's the best player in the league. Mm. Like, I don't understand. 
I just, I just think you have to respect the title at that point and just say, yeah, he's the best player. That's in the it. League. Like, just read he's, it and just understand a, what he did in the pro season was historic. Mm-hmm. Give him number one. Mm-hmm. ESPN just love being. Like, oh. Yeah, this, 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 this wasn't a good list. I'll be honest. This wasn't a good list. I know you said we weren't going to go through all of it, but we did. But it wasn't. Yeah. It. It did. Either way, this list, like I could say, ESPN don't have experts there. I don't know what it's they're doing, but. Yeah, this list was complete bogus. So you would argue with everyone there because we'll just speak so much sense. They'll just fire some it's people. Bog- it's bogus. I don't understand. What it's metrics do they got? Like, can someone explain? Bias. Because it don't make no sense. Like For sure, bias, man. Just bias, man. Because there's the substance. There's no substance to this list. There's, it just makes no sense. It just, yeah, in time, sorry, just in time, it just doesn't make no sense. So, yeah, ESPN on what you're on, but... Um, I see someone was it is Kendra Andrews is related to Malika Andrews, right? It's a sister. That's it, yeah, it's a sister. So she yeah, okay, so she she said something, so I knew that was gonna be wrong, runs in Andrew's name. Hundred percent. Um Yeah, there's certain people uh, you know, let me know the name Kevin Pelton, absolute finished guy, bro. Very finished. But yeah, they uh, I don't know, man. Uh, a whole this list needs to be scrapped and redone but yeah like i said espn is biased you know you're not gonna get the truth if the if this is the truth then the truth. yeah if this is the truth then they've lied but yeah Joe, this is this is put an idea in my mind that we need to get together and put our list together it doesn't have to be for necessarily for 100 for this season but next season we need to have a list because this is so this saying is off, off season do a top 100 yeah no, we do that next year mm. Yeah. Get to, and actually do a hundred. Okay. Go through this off a hundred and let's do it. Okay. Let us know let us know in the comments what what you guys think. Who do you think should have been where who was in the wrong place? Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you guys agree with us? Do you disagree? Yes, and should have Russ and should Russ Westbrook really have been that low? Because come on. It's media bias, and again, look at what he did in the postseason and you're really gonna somehow ignore that. I'm like, come on. Bag of guys to do. Like, come on. They even weren't even there. If, when they were Maybe there. they were just looking at regular season stats. But even the enough. ones that are above him, when they were there, it, based off regular season, they still can't factor in what Russ did by himself. In my head, they must have just looked at points per game. That's the only thing that would have made sense and nothing else. Where was Pascal then, mm, Maybe they just added up all the stats to the person average. I, I, I don't even said, know. Yeah, bro. this guy's there and this guy's there. It's, it is biased though. <laughs> There's no, there's no real metrics to tell me why Russell Westbrook was 92. Oh, so that's the wildest one. See, I come at 25 is ridiculous. Man. That's not so bad. Oh, I can't believe it, man. Um, but yeah, guys, that's it. Gonna that's what it's gonna be for the pod. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Turn on post notifications. Ding. Follow us on all socials at Take It to Rim Podcast on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. That, and at Take that. It to Pod on Twitter. Mm. Our socials are attached in the description. They're everywhere, so you know you can follow us here, there. You know what I mean? Um, ESPN Stop 100 Players list was complete bogus. It was a fraud, and everyone at the department should be fired. <laughs> <laughs> No, Besides Stephen A because he's entertaining. No, Shannon, I'll keep Shannon too. Yeah, yeah Shannon as well. We yeah. keep on. There's a few I keep actually, Pat too. Yeah, yeah, we keep, keep a few, but yeah, most of this, at least eight nine percent of that department needs to be fired. Um, <laughs> and yeah, hire us. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, man, keep locking with us, and I hope you guys look forward to the next episode. Mm-hmm. And as LA Jules always say, over and out, baby. We out. Pew, 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 pew.